Welcome to Labor Pains Podcast, brought to you by Women Connect and Support. I am your host, Teresa Reiniger. I am a woman that is very passionate and on a mission to help women and men that are struggling with infertility or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. I am here to help share stories of the struggles that couples have gone through to inspire and give you hope to continue on your journey to have a family to love. I have talked to so many men and women that have all told me the same thing, that they all felt very, very alone as they were going through the struggles and the grief. I want you to know that you are not alone and I am here to connect you to others to give you hope beyond the struggles and the grief. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am really, really excited uh, to continue a conversation with a friend, a dear friend of mine, who is a personal success coach that we started a conversation and I thought, oh my goodness, we need to turn this into a podcast. This conversation is going in a great direction, lots of questions on how to um, really understand and know what's going on with women and men as they go through infertility struggles or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce my friend, Zerlene. Good morning, Zerlene. Hi, Teresa. How are you today? I am, hmm, I'm going to go with freaking phenomenal. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It's a great day to have a great day today. (laughs) That it is. That it is. So, yeah, I would like to just, like we had talked about, I want to kind of continue our conversation. Of any questions that maybe you have that I can elaborate on, um, things that you maybe didn't know or think that maybe other people don't know about really mostly dealing with loss. Um, and grief when someone is struggling with infertility. There's grief there for sure. There's loss of, of not being able to have a child. And then, of course, when they actually have a miscarriage or a, uh, a loss during pregnancy. So I think um, but I'll let you lead with a question that you have. Okay. Well, thanks. You know, I think that the um, the first thing that always comes to mind is you never know what to say or what not to say or what to do and what not to do. You know, how do you even address that with someone who is struggling with infertility or a loss? Um, you know, that would be just really great information. Yeah, and I think, you know, no one has gone through that. You know, whether it's the woman that is experiencing it or the friend that mm-hmm. has the friend that is going through it. And so it's really, for most people, it's unchartered water. It's new to everyone. But the main thing I would say is not to avoid that person. As a friend, don't avoid them. They need to know that you're there. Um, don't worry about um, talking about that loss because really, they want you to remember that they went through that. That's reassuring to them that you talk about that. 
And so the main thing is don't avoid them. Be there for them um, in whatever way that you can. You know, if you're, if you're close to them, of course, you know, in proximity and geographically, you know, um, be there for them. Just listen, you know. Be present with them is what they need more than anything. And for sure, it's a difficult time for them. So don't be offended if they say something to you. It's uncharted water. They don't really know a lot of times where their feelings are going or coming from. So that's kind of... A little bit about that. What have you done in the past or have you with even with anyone that has um, been going through grief or struggles? You know, what's a a thing that you as a coach um, have done? Is there anything? So really more so more so away from coaching, but in my in in my personal life. Sure. I, um, you know, there's been many times when I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so I always just offer to hold space, you know, I'll mm. sit here with you. You don't have to talk. Um, I will be happy to sit here with you. However, in complete transparency, there's been times when I've simply avoided them because I did not know what to do. I think that's why this conversation yeah. is so important because, yeah. you know, you just don't know what to do. And as we're sitting here talking, I was recalling um, a friend of mine whose daughter has dealt with infertility. I think she celebrated five years of marriage and, and they started uh, trying to have children like right away. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm now recalling the, you know, that hearing from the potential grandmother's perspective of the struggles of the couple and um, who I'm friends with, the sure. couple themselves, just haven't seen them in a number of years, but you know, how to even like, when I see her, you know, how to even address, hey, Katie, how's it going? Because I can only project, right? Been yeah. married five years, people expect you to have kids by now. Um, what must she hear? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. You know, even what to say when I see her. Yeah, you know? I think uh, I think that, you know, like we, like we started, that is the biggest the biggest thing is people don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And really the main thing to say is I'm sorry and I'm here for you. Okay. You know, they, they don't expect you to say the right things. And most of the time we say the wrong things. We mm-hmm. don't, we, we want to fix it for them and it's not fixable. You know, yeah, I, it, it, it can't be fixed. <laughs> you know, right. right. So and I think that's probably why. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think yeah. that's probably why I always thought I'd just not say anything because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And then and that's, feeling like I've left them high and dry, so to speak. They think I don't care. Yeah. Well, and when you're with them, for sure, you know, don't um, don't worry about saying anything, but you need to be present. So don't. Okay. Don't avoid them. And mm-hmm. I think we have a tendency to avoid them for what you just said because we're not sure if we're going to then upset them. Right. You know, because we're going to bring it up. Um, and, and it will upset them. But 
but people need to know it's going to bring emotion to them. I shouldn't say mm-hmm. upset. It's going to bring emotion to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. But over the top, even more for them, it's that you're remembering them. Mm-hmm. You're remembering their struggles or you're remembering their loss. And with a woman and a man, they want to know that their child, especially with loss, that that child will always be a part of their life, will be remembered by them and others. And so to bring it up, yes, it could be emotional for them, but they want to know that their, their child meant something to others, not just them in this life. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I also, you know, as a coach, that's what I deal with are the emotions. Yeah. Um, and so that is where I can really step in and help them with the emotions and the great gifts, you know, and, and you know, the whole idea of do we remember the child? Like, you know, if they lost, let's just say they were, she was pregnant and in May she lost a baby and she was due in November. Do I remember that at that time for them? Um, I don't know, do I send a card, you know, do, do um, couples um, appreciate that? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I believe from what the women that I have talked to, they very much appreciate that. They very much appreciate that that's remembered by other people and not just them. With okay. a card or um, just a text. A lot of times we don't, even myself. You know, I, I, um, you know, had a couple miscarriages myself, and then my daughters, all of their miscarriages. My middle daughter remembers those dates, you know, vividly, when mm-hmm. she was told that she had lost a baby or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or or wasn't pregnant. I mean, they were. You know, there's so many of those times that, you know, they, the period starts. Those dates aren't all remembered. But when there's loss, a lot of women specifically remember those dates. And if you know what those dates are, and I am more conscious of this now, right. I want to almost put those dates in my calendar so that I can make sure that I remember those dates and send a card or send a text. So right. that they know that I'm thinking about them, and that's a key thing. It's just so that they know that you're thinking about them. Doesn't have to be this great words of wisdom, because like I started to say earlier, those words of wisdom a lot of times are more hurtful than helpful, because we're trying to fix things like it was God's will. Yeah, at least oh at least you got pregnant. Okay. No, those are not good things to say. Right. <laughs> those are horrible things. <laughs> correct. And I do remember those conversations in years past, just general conversations, talking about just that, saying, oh, it's God's will, or, oh, well, you know, maybe something was wrong with the baby. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine anything more hurtful. Um, exactly. To or, I under- or I understand. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand, unless you were, you've gone through it. You know, yeah, but people have a tendency to say that. I understand. It's right. just kind of part of our <laughs> what we say, you know. But we don't understand. We Correct. really, you know, we do not understand at all. And Correct. so what's going through that person's head that has had that loss is how could they understand? 
They have right. no idea. And so that's very hurtful to them. Yep. And that's why as a coach, I can focus on the emotions because that I do understand. You know, that's my common ground with them, if you will, is, mm-hmm. is you know, guilt or, or, or um, just huge sadness or even fear. I can deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. I certainly can't step into their story and have um, any kind of, of understanding because I've been, um, I've been pregnant twice and had two babies, right? So mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that actual loss. Right. Uh, so, so very blessed on my part on that. Um, so I'm also curious, um, how do women deal with their guilt and their shame and, and all of that that sometimes they carry if they don't have the um, um, wherewithal, if you will, to to um, join a support group or you know, seek therapy. I mean, mm-hmm. is that is that typical that they experience guilt or shame or absolutely, very much so. Um, that are probably one of the first emotions that they start feeling are that guilt and that shame. We as women especially is there's so many women that believe that their purpose on this earth is to give life. And yeah. when and they're the they're they are made to protect and nurture this this baby and then to lose that baby there's a lot of guilt and shame. What did I do? What could I have done? This is right. all my fault. Um, there's tons of that. So how they deal with that is a lot of times at the beginning, they don't. They mm. really do need support. And they can find support in many, many ways. Sometimes it's a spouse, but a lot of times that spouse is hurting just as much. And so that's hard on a marriage, very Mm -hmm. hard on a marriage. And so the women that I've talked to is at first, that's not where their support is. It's really their friends. So that's why we go back to don't avoid them. They need need you. Mm -hmm. They need you for that support. But there's other support groups out there that they can um, if they don't, sometimes we're better with a complete stranger, you know, that has gone through something similar to what we've gone through. And that's where they'll find support. Um, yes. I think the, that is certainly something that I've seen in coaching. That's one of the benefits mm-hmm. of coaching is that no judgment attached, no emotions attached, mm-hmm. um, a place to um, confide. Mm-hmm. And experience the whatever it is that you need to experience to get past the moment of that great sadness. Never to forget. Never. Never forget. But we certainly can uh, move past to a a journey that is more fulfilling than kind of stuck in the the uh, cesspool of sadness. Yeah, and I think that's a great point that we don't ever forget. You know, it's not that, and women feel like um, if they're if they're happy, then they must have forgotten their child, mm. and that's a hard thing. There's a lot of women that I've talked to that that moment that they laugh or they smile, there is immediate 
guilt. Like I shouldn't mm. be happy. I can't smile. I sure. can't. How how can I how can I feel this when I've been right. lost or I'm struggling? But to help them through that, you know, that's a big struggle that they have. Is they can they feel like they can never be happy again. And so it's interesting that women need to find that place where there's grief and joy together. Right, because they can be together. Right, yeah, and very definitely, I can see that. And I think that's too why women they they don't want to forget, um, and so they have to really figure out a way to um, remember in their way. Whether it's opening the um, memory box that they were given, you know, with a few things. Maybe it's just an ultrasound picture or. If, the, if they were further along, there may have been a gift given, you know. Um, whatever that is, it's maybe just opening that. Or it could be they celebrate that birthday, you know, mm-hmm. if they were further along, stillborn. Or the child died shortly after birth, they celebrate that birthday to remember. But it's hard for us, for people that... Um, to understand why they're celebrating that, mm-hmm. you know, but, and so they judge that, like, you shouldn't be celebrating that, you you shouldn't be, like, that was 30 years ago, why are you still celebrating that birthday? Mm-hmm. That was part of their life. So I was sitting here thinking and becoming curious about, you know, spirituality, faith, um, those gifts that many of us uh, embrace mm-hmm. and facing such loss that not in the oh my child's up in heaven um, so to speak mm-hmm. but more the actual um, embracing the how can I say the spirit itself the soul itself and for me that is so um, comforting, mm-hmm. you know, to to have a belief in soul and to know that that moves on, carries on, lives on, however it is that that maybe is, that is said. Yeah. Um, so the physical is gone. The soul always lives on. I would think Absolutely. that that would be a place of great comfort. Just you know, based on my own perception of loss that I've had in my life. Yeah, I think. Um... For sure, but I think it takes time for that. Right. And nobody too much, the same way. Right. There's so much um, anger is a lot of times what comes first, that guilt, that blame, the anger, and to be angry at God or the universe or whoever, um, you know, how could right. you let this happen to me? You know, the anger is there first, and then it takes time. There definitely is steps through um, through grief, and right. everyone right. is different with it. You know, there's no time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no, it, it's, it's on that, indiv- it's a very individual basis. And really, right. even if you have two different people that have had loss, 
every person is unique. And what you did with one person that was very helpful to her may not be helpful to the other. Right. At all. Right. A hundred percent agree. So, um, but yeah, to have that. And, and I think, you know, most people have that spiritual piece in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, that helps them, but most people, it doesn't help them at first. Right. It takes time. Right. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's, that's, that's yeah. so very helpful to really, you know, have this conversation in the perspective of what my, um, you know, I have, I'm going to, for lack of a better word, say general loss, never infant loss. I've had friends who've lost their children. Um, and I know that we both met, or you met a mutual friend now, we can call her. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other day that has had, I mean, just incredible loss. Yeah. And yet she's one of the most inspiring and motivating people I know because she has been so healthy with her loss. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I told her that I believe that she will be somebody who will just be able to change the world for so many people at some point because she is so healthy with her grieving. Yes. Yes. And that's, that is key. And every mom that I have talked to, we have talked about um, grieving in a healthy way or grieving in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times they may even start out grieving unhealthy. Um, but which is fair. I mean, which yeah. Is fair. Because oh my what gosh! I, yeah, yeah. What I know about how we store our negative emotions, we always store anger first. So anger, sadness, fear, mm-hmm. hurt, and guilt. So those are the emotions that we call them the negative emotions, and um, it is. Um, and in the anger, of course, can then lead to uh, guilt. You know. Um, many times that happens, but like you said, you nailed it when you said they experience the anger first. Absolutely. Which is absolutely normal and typical, yeah. which are both really great things to, to recognize, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy. It is really hard. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I think to even love someone that's going through grief. Because, and that's why I said at the beginning, don't be offended um, because they could be, they could be very hurtful. You know, those emotions are just swarming big time and they're, and they're not really sure um, to never be offended. Yes. Yes. Never be offended. Just love them where they're at. Um, Right. And sometimes that's hard, but my advice would be stick with it. Help them. They're they're growing through it, and you're going to grow through it <laughs> tremendously. You're going to grow yeah. through through all of that, which we all want to continue growing in life, right? Right. Until the becoming day better die. people. Becoming you know, better that's people. That's my philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For right, sure. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I want to kind of go back to even, like I said, so, briefly about celebrating those dates. Like we do that with, um, 
I mean, I know even with my dad and my husband's parents, I remember them on their birthdays. I mean, I remember them all the time, but specifically, right. you know, their celebration and there's their day of passing, you know, when they passed um, from this earth. But um, those dates are remembered. So it's not any different, even though that baby maybe never um, even took a breath on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's still the same. They were right. alive as soon as that, Mom and dad knew that they had a life growing. Um, there were dreams, desires, plans for that child. Right. Yep, I 100% agree. And totally need to be remembered. So, yeah. So, any other questions or things you have? This has been a great conversation, which I knew it would be. It started out <laughs> a great conversation you know, a week or two ago when, we, when I said, let's do this. Let's, let's help some other people just through some conversation. Right. Um, you know, yeah, and, I really think that, um, I really think hearing about being open and honest and, and really and truly, you know, even saying, I just don't know what to say, right? I just mm-hmm. don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And offering that up probably would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and I'm here, you know. Um, I think one thing that we touched on the last time we talked just briefly is if you want to take, a lot of people want to take food or, you know, mm-hmm. things to people. And that's a great, that is great. I mean, they, they're, not cooking, you know, for sure. Right. Um, but to even, a lot of times we want to say, how can I help? What do you need? Um, I'm going to bring you food over. What shall I bring? Mm-hmm. Which is hard because they're not even thinking clearly. Right. And so to better say, just point blank, I'm going to bring dinner over. Would you like burgers or pizza? Give them a choice, two choices. Oh, that's such a great idea. You know, this or that. Now, they can answer that. You know, it's not like what you want. Like, everything is out there. (laughs) I mean, it's too hard. It's too hard to – they don't know what they want. Right. As far as food, they really don't want anything. They don't even feel like eating. Yeah, well, that's fair, too. But we know that they need to eat, so we need to make sure that there's food there. And that's why I think that kind of tradition or whatever maybe started is because we know they need to eat and they don't feel like it. Right. Um, So giving them a choice or, you know, I want to come over and spend time with you. Would you like me to come to the house um, and just sit there with you or do you want to go grab a coffee? Or a glass mm-hmm. of wine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they may want to get out of where they're at, or do you want to go sit at the park? I'm just here to listen if you want to talk. And I know even with early in the podcast that I had, a gal was like, said to her friend, you know, tell me, this is the mom that had just lost her child, tell me what's going on in your life. I don't want to talk about me. And what I'm going through, I oh, want to yeah, know about. Awesome. I want to know about you, but a mom needs to be able to 
in her grief be able to say, I want to totally get out of what I'm going through and know what's going on with you. Um, mm-hmm. And you can you can suggest that. Not you got to be do that you do that very carefully. You don't want that that mom to be like it's all about you, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> if she wants to talk, we want her to talk. That's that's important. Yeah. And very different important. different with dads. What is your experience with that? So similar with dads. And and I think um, what I have found is dads will say, I lost a child too. Mm-hmm. They kind of get pushed kind of almost aside. It's all about the mom. And well, so that's we, what need to be, about. we need to be very, very careful with dads. They're grieving just as much. It's just as hard on them. And we need to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Because, but men are raised to be strong and not emotional, and you know, you know, all those emotions shouldn't come out, but they do, and they mm-hmm. should. Um, and we need to pay attention to that dad. The same thing, the guys need to step up and and be in contact with him, and they and they don't, you know, because we're supposed to be tough. And and I understand that that they don't want to show their emotion, but it's still hard on a friend that their friend has lost a, a child. It, it's hard on both of them. And so neither one of them want to show those emotions. And so it's really, really hard on them. Really right. hard. But right. important to reach out to the guys just as much as, as the moms. Yep. Equally. I think that from the perspective of coaching, um, knowing that our society traditionally tells men don't show emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I know about holding emotion in neurologically, uh, I see so, so, so important to hold space for men and give them the permission, if you will, to um, to share their feelings, yeah, their thoughts, whatever, you know, however it is that that works. Absolutely. So, yeah. I am very fortunate that um, my husband definitely shows his emotion and I and I'm thankful for that you Mm -hmm. know that his he was I I don't know if it's instilled in him or you know from from young or but he will definitely show emotions and it's been good for me and it's been good for his daughters to see their dad show emotion yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good question about the guys. They definitely need just as much support. And so hopefully we've got some guys listening. Or if a woman's listening, she can share it, you know, mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with someone that, yeah, the, the guys need just as much support. And sometimes yeah. even more support. I, I shouldn't say more, but just as much support. That's fair. Both, both. And and even like you had said, even those grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, those good friends of someone, everyone needs support. It it was it's a loss for everyone. You know, right. those those grandparents that, that thought they were they're still grandparents, but thought they were going to be in grandparents and have all this, you know, be able to run and jump and play with those kids, and then that child is lost. Right. It's hard for them. Just, just, just the same. It's hard yeah. for them. Those dreams are all gone now. So true, you know. And so they need support um, 
just as just as much. You know, yeah. every everyone needs support through any kind of loss. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Good question. Good question. So, and I think even those that are struggling with infertility, there's there's loss there, um, too. Um, oh, I'm not even becoming pregnant. It it all is lost in different ways, but but still the same. Yes, a hundred percent. Because they still grieve, they still mourn. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. You know what could have been, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, just see them simple things to say to them when, you know, in a text, you know, just things like I'm thinking about you and your baby, you know, right? Um, if they've lost a child, um, you know, it you can be um, very raw, like this truly sucks. Yeah, big time. Yeah, because this really sometimes there's sucks. just no better word to describe a situation no. than it just sucks. <laughs> this is a bit, this is a shitty deal here. You know? Right, right. Just say it. I mean, they're feeling that. You know, it's okay to say those things. Um, yeah. But definitely not the things like, you know, God's will or yeah. you're pregnant again or there was something wrong with the baby or, you know, those things are very, very hurtful. And yeah. I can remember... When my, I can vividly remember, and I even apologized to my daughter, saying, well, at least you got pregnant after her miscarriage. Mm. But I was not as educated as I am now. Right. You know, Hence the but, first of a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. We only know what we know, and we can only do what we know, you know. Yeah. And I did. And there are times where that is a big step, but... We shouldn't say it like that because right. it, it is hurtful. Yeah, it is, it is hurtful. So yeah. So this was this was a great conversation. Anything else you can you can think of that's coming to mind right now? No, nothing at all. Okay. I've enjoyed being able to have the freedom yeah. to ask the questions and yes, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on and for sure if anyone has um, other questions things that they're not sure, you know, is this okay to say or not, or maybe I should, or need suggestions of what to say, for sure reach out, you know, to me. Um, I would be glad to help with any of that. So I appreciate so much you taking the time today to talk to the guest, my guest on the podcast. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. All righty. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Teresa. Take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jerlene, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk today. This conversation was definitely much needed. It's a difficult conversation. Um, People really do not know most of the time what to say or do when they're trying to help someone that's going through grief. It is definitely something that we're not trained to do. Um, There's no classes for it, mostly, for the normal, everyday person. So um, I thank you for coming on and sharing, um, having this great conversation today. 
And thank you, listeners, for taking the time to listen. I know your time is very, very precious. I hope that you learned maybe just a little something today from Darlene and my conversation. If you thought of someone while you were listening um, that could this could benefit, please share it with them. And there are there is much, much more to things to do and say and how you can help someone. And if you would like some additional information on that, please reach out to me. I would be glad to have a conversation, share some information with you. And as I always conclude, you're not alone, you know, in your journey. Even with helping someone through grief, you're not alone. Sometimes we feel very, very much alone, but we're not. We're here for you. Um, And always remember to share your story. It's powerful and will always inspire someone else.